Thank you so much. That's climbing my personal chart there, that one. I'm, I've got it in my top five right now. It may be headed to number one before it's over. That's a good song, isn't it? And a good truth to it in these days that God will always take care of his people. Well, if you got your Bible tonight, I want you to join me back in the book of Psalms in the Old Testament tonight. And uh, a very familiar psalm, Psalms chapter 23 in the Old Testament. Psalms kind of right in the middle of the Bible. And uh, Psalms chapter 23. And if you'll locate that, I'll tell you in a minute when I get there myself what page it is. Psalms chapter 23. Let me see what page. Somebody help me with that. Page number 609, all right? Psalms chapter 23. And I want to read the whole psalm, six short verses, and I'll just want to make a few remarks about it tonight. And hopefully I can say something that will just encourage us along the way uh, from uh, this going forward from this point. Again, I want to invite you to join us on, sun, on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And I uh, hope you'll be a part of our live stream then and trust the Lord to bless our time together. And let's do our best now, as I said this morning. Boy, let's be a good light. Let's stay dedicated, stay close to God, and uh, let's just trust the Lord and pray and seek his face in these days. 7 o'clock on Wednesday night for our live stream service. All right? You can join us in the morning. We're on the uh, radio every uh, weekday morning from 9.30 to 9.45 with a live broadcast from our church here on radio station 880 AM. Uh, so you can keep up with us every morning. We're on there live and in color. The color part don't count, but we're on live anyway. And uh, so if you join us then. Let's read Psalms 23 tonight. I'd like to begin reading verse 1. And by the way, most of you can probably quote this from memory. I think uh, my wife's grandma, favorite, this is my, my, my wife's grandma, her name was Masada. I think this was her favorite portion of the Bible. But here's what the scripture says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Boy, that's a good passage of Scripture. And I want to talk about that tonight uh, for just a few moments. I'm preaching on this thought tonight. God will get us through this. God will get us through this. I believe that with all my heart. I don't believe we're here to stay. I believe God's going to get us through it. And I believe there's better days ahead. I don't know how much further down the road they are, but I believe there's some good days ahead for God's people. Let's pray. Father, bless your word now and help us tonight. Thank you for all the good singing and, Lord, the truth of the songs that we've heard tonight. And I just pray that, Lord, what I'm feeling in my soul what I'm feeling in my spirit, that folks out there watching is feeling it as well. Lord, I'm glad you're a good God, a loving God. You're a God that's everywhere. Uh, Lord, I just pray you'd bless us tonight as we look into the Word of God for just a portion of Scripture tonight, for just a few thoughts. I pray you'd bless it now. In Jesus' name, amen. 
You know, out of all the Psalms that have ever been written, the book of Psalms, uh, chapter uh, 23, has to be the most well-known, most beloved uh, Psalms out of all the 150 Psalms in our Bible. In fact, Spurgeon called Psalms 23, he called it the pearl of all the Psalms. And yet many times I think that the meaning of this passage is misunderstood. Because most of the time when we think about Psalms chapter 23, we always equate it with the leaving, the leaving. And when I say leaving, I'm referring to, the, uh, to those who are dying, people who are out, who are on their way out of this world. And most of the time when we read Psalms 23, that's always in the back of our mind. When we read it or when we hear it preached from, normally it's at a funeral or at a graveyard, at a graveside somewhere. And i I got to confess that I've used this psalm in funeral services before, and I've read it standing beside the uh, caskets of those who are getting ready to be buried. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. However, I personally believe that the truth of this psalm has very little to do with the leaving, and it has everything to do with the living. Can I have an Amen. Yes, sir, I think God, I think David in this psalm is referring more to those of us that are alive than he is to those who are, who are dying. You see, say, David in this psalm talks more about living than he does dying. He speaks about eating and drinking. He talks about guidance and grace and forgiveness. He speaks about dangers and about enemies and all those things we know are things associated with living more so than, there are, than they are dying. Nobody knows exactly when David penned these words. A lot of people think that David penned these words as just a young man outlying under the canopy of a, of a starlit sky on a, on a night when he was watching his father Jesse's sheep. Other people think that David penned these words as an older man when he was sleeping in a palace, thinking back over his life. John Phillips in his book on the book of Psalms says that he'd like to think that David penned these words just before going down into the valley of Elah to face the giant of Gath, the giant called Goliath. Nobody agrees as to when this psalm, a psalm was actually written, but the one thing that everybody seems to agree on is the fact that David is thinking about how that God has always taken care of him and how that God has always provided for his needs and how that God has always delivered him in the time of his troubles. By the way, David had a lot of troubles, did he not? Some of those problems that he faced were totally out of his control, just like this thing that we're going through is totally out of our control. But then David faced a lot of problems that he had nobody to blame but himself. But the one thing that David mentions in this psalm is the fact that God got him through it all. In verse number 4, David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. God got David through every problem that he ever faced in his life. No matter how days uh, were turb how turbulent the days that David lived in, God always got him through it. I mean, when David, as a young man, was running from Saul, living in the woods and in caves and hiding out in the dens of rocks, God got him through that. And then all those problems associated with his sin, God still got him through that. And I just want to say tonight, said all that to say this, hey, cheer up tonight, God's going to get us through this. God's going to help us in our time of 
of need. I know things are bad. There's a lot of uncertainty right now. There's so much being said. You don't know what to believe. You don't know uh, what not to believe. Uh, man, the grocery store shelves are empty. Uh, there's impending talk of shutdowns and quarantines. And the, the president even spoke recently about a recession to follow. I don't know about all that, but I know one thing. God will get us through this. Amen. He always has. And he always will. They sang about a moment ago, the bills come due. God's going to take care of it. I don't know how. I, I don't know uh, many times I, looking back over life, I don't know how God did it, but I stand here tonight as a testimony. You sit here tonight as a testimony. God's got you through some pretty tough times in your life. But we sit here tonight. I haven't missed too many meals, praise the Lord. And my bills are paid up at least till the first of the month. God's going to take care of us. Amen. I got no complaints tonight. Praise the Lord. Well, I just want to encourage you tonight from the Word of God. If you'll join me here in Psalms chapter 23, in these days of great uncertainty, there are some things according to this text tonight that you and I can just count on that our shepherd's going to do for us. You know, as I've oftentimes said in the Bible, I try to stay here because I don't want these guys to have to move these cameras. But I've oftentimes said, you know, as you go through the Bible, there are all kind of analogies that are used to kind of describe, depict what our relationship was like. In fact, you know, in the Bible we're called children because we have a heavenly father. We're called soldiers in the Bible because we have a commander-in-chief. Uh, we're called vines because we have a great big branch that we're hooked up to. But, you know, one of the greatest analogies that are used throughout the Bible that depicts our relationship with God is the fact that we're little sheep and he is the shepherd. So tonight it's just little sheep struggling through these times. So you know one thing about sheep by nature, they're very timid. They're very fearful. And I get it. I know I preach that, that God hadn't given us the spirit of fear. I get that. I preach that. I believe that. But boy, I'll tell you what, these are a little bit upsetting times, aren't they? and uh, times of great uncertainty. I'm just a little old sheep in God's great big flock tonight, but i got a good shepherd who's going to look after us. Praise the Lord. Join me in this text tonight. Here's three things I can count on from my, shepherds, uh, from my shepherd as we move through these days. First of all, number one, I'm glad I can count on the shepherd's leadership. Look at verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Now notice this phrase, He leadeth me beside the still waters. Boy, aren't you glad we got a shepherd that's leading us along? You know, unlike in our day, earthly leadership, uh, in our day, sometimes our earthly leadership is wrong. Now, I thank God for our president, and, and I know like you, I'm trying to pray for him that God will give him great leadership and, in these days. But, you know, sometimes our earthly leadership seems to be very chaotic, and many times it seems to be very unsettling. Uh, our earthly leadership. I know through this whole ordeal that we are going through right now, uh, these have been some very, very confusing times. About the time as a leader of our church, I couldn't imagine leading a nation through this because I'm struggling enough trying to lead a church through this. But I have at many times through this whole process, I thought here's the direction we're going to take only to find out that's not a good direction to take. Here's some of the things we're going to do, only to have to back out and say we can't do those things right now. Our leadership sometimes very, very shaky. 
our human leadership, our governmental leadership is very shaky. I mean, it almost seems like in our day that things are changing from day to day, if not hour to hour. Leadership is very confusing, and let me just say, I get all that. They don't know themselves from one minute to the next minute what's going to happen. But aren't you glad that we got a heavenly shepherd tonight? that he's never had to learn anything. He's not learning as we go through this process. I'm glad, thank God, he already knows where we're going and he already knows what's best for his little sheep. He knows the outcome. He knows what's best. He knows where the green pastures are. He knows where the cool babbling brooks run with the refreshing cool water. So he just leads his dear children, his little sheep, alone. He cares for us and he loves us. And he softly and he tenderly leads us alone. And the one thing that I get from all this is his little sheep are satisfied with his leadership. And the reason I say that is because if you look there at verse number 2, we see the sheep lying down. Now, there's two things. I've got a book in my office by Philip Keller, and probably many have got that book, and he was actually a, a, a shepherd himself, and he wrote a book on Psalms 23 from the shepherd's perspective. And he said there's two things about little sheep. Number one, they will not lie down unless, number one, they're full, and they will not lie down, number two, unless they're at peace. And the Bible said here, the picture is in verse 1 and verse number 2 of a little sheep that is thoroughly satisfied. His little belly is full. He's lying down because he's gotten full because his, his good shepherd has taken him to the green pastures. He's full of water because he's been made to lie down by the still waters and he's safe from fear because he knows that his shepherd is in control. Amen. I want to tell you something tonight. I'm pretty full. We had chicken and dumplings for lunch today. And then this afternoon I broke out six peanut butter and crackers. I'm pretty full tonight. Praise the Lord. And can I tell you something? My heart is full of peace. You know why? I'll tell you why. Not because Donald Trump's in the White House, though I'm glad he's there. Not because Mike Pence is the man that he's designated to lead our nation through this time of the corona. Not because of all that. Just because I got a good shepherd up yonder that's going to care for his sheep and we can trust his leadership. What's the old song say? It goes something like this. In shady green pastures, so rich and so sweet, God leads his dear children along where the water's cool flow bathes the weary one's feet. God leads his dear children along. Though sorrows befall us and Satan oppose, God leads his dear children along. Through grace we can conquer, defeat all our foes. God leads his dear children along. Some through the waters, some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through the blood, some through great sorrow, but God gives a song in the night season. And I'm telling you, we can trust the shepherd's leadership. Everything is going to be all right. Hey, we got a good shepherd that's looking after us tonight. He's going to take care of his little sheep. I said, number one, we can trust the shepherd's leadership. But then there's a second thing in this text tonight, and I want to dwell on this for just a little bit. Not only can we rest assured in the shepherd's leadership, but aren't you glad we can rest assured in the shepherd's companionship? Did you notice there in verse number 3 how that he begins to talk about here in this text how the shepherd is with him, how he's right there by his side? 
As I was reading this week, as I understand it, sometimes these shepherds at various times throughout the year, they'd have to move their flock of sheep from one pasture to another pasture. A good shepherd, not hireling, but a good shepherd always wanted the best grazing lands uh, for their sheep. And when springtime was over, many times with the beginning of summer and the heat of the day, those pastures that were once green and lush and those, those waters that were cool and flowing softly, many times in the heat of the summer, those creeks would dry up. Many times those pastures would become brown and barren, and it was time to move the sheep. And the transitioning of the sheep from one pasture to another oftentimes was met with great peril for the sheep. I mean, it was dangerous to move that entire flock from one place to another place. Many times these shepherds, to get their sheep from, to better grazing lands, they would have to lead the, the little flock through some dangerous places. Many times they would have to lead their sheep up the rugged mountainside in a very narrow path. And the passages in that mountain were very deep and, and very dark. And you can just imagine how unnerving this was for those little sheep. You just imagine how fearful that they were, how fretful that they were to have to go through those passages that were narrow, the sides were very deep and, and very dark places. You can understand, you know, how they were upset by that. You know, sheep aren't very smart animals anyway. You know, when God in the Bible compares us to sheep, that's not a compliment. That's an indictment because sheep are dirty and they're dumb and they're dependent. And by the way, guess what? We're dirty, we're dumb, and we're dependent upon the shepherd. Many times these sheep, if they fell down, uh, they couldn't right themselves and get up and they would die in that fallen position. They were known, so said Philip Keller, they were called cast sheep. And what happened many times when a little sheep would fall down and get over on its back, it couldn't get itself back up again. It couldn't right itself. The gases and stuff would begin to build up in the little sheep and it was certain death if they didn't have a shepherd to come along and to right to right the sheep, get them back up again. Well, aren't you glad tonight, just like David is saying here in this text, aren't you glad we can count not only on his leadership, but through this whole ordeal we can count on his companionship. Can I show you something that I saw this week, and you may have already saw this, but if you'll look at verse 1, verse 2, and verse number 3, David is talking about the shepherd. He's talking in the third person. For instance, in verse number 2, he says, He, he's talking about him now. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Third person. He, verse 2, leadeth me beside the still waters. Third person. He's talking about him. Verse 3, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path. So he's talking about the shepherd. But when he comes to verse number 4 and he starts going through those times of the valley, he quits talking about the shepherd and he starts talking to the shepherd. Look at verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for, what's the next word? Thou art with me. Now he's quit talking about, boy, aren't you glad we can talk about him? <laughs> aren't you glad we can stand up and have testimonies and just people talk about how good God is? I mean, we can talk about him. He is a good God. If I could just talk about him, and I, you can't talk about him behind his back, can you? Because <laughs> he always hears everything. But if I could just say he's always been good, 
He's always been kind. He's always been gracious. I can talk to you about him. But aren't you glad when we start going through these deep valleys, and we start going through these times of great uncertainty, we don't have to talk about him. But aren't you glad we can talk to him? <laughs> I mean, oh, the psalmist said here, Thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. Verse 5, thou preparest a table before me. Verse 5, thou anointest my head with oil. Hey, listen, let's talk about him. Let's tell everybody about him. But let's spend some time talking to him. He's a, he's a present help in our time of need. Can I tell you this? Going through this uh, coronavirus and all this stuff's going on, we're not by ourselves. Not if you're a child of God. You're not by yourself. You know why? Thou art with us. Amen. Hey, he's going to be with us every step of the way. You know, there's three great statements made about God and us in the New Testament. I'd like to share them with you. First of all, in Romans chapter 8 and verse number 31, we read these words, God for us. Look at this, Romans 8, 31. What shall we then say to these things if God be for us? Now, can I tell you where that speaks to me? That speaks to me of Calvary because at Calvary, God was for us. Jesus, the Son of God, who was God, died for us. Aren't you glad that he loved us so much that he died for us? The God for us, that's Calvary. But then we read over in 1 John chapter 4, verse number 12, no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. So now we read God for us, that's Calvary. We read God in us, that's Pentecost. You see, when God, on the day of Pentecost, God the Holy Ghost came into this world, and he just didn't come into this world to get on us. Boy, aren't you glad he came into this world to get in us? And God... In the person of the Holy Spirit, when you got saved, God moved on the inside of you in the person of the Holy Spirit tonight. God for us, that's Calvary. God in us, that's Pentecost. But there's one other time in the New Testament we read about God in us, and that's Matthew 1.23. And this is Christmas. This is Bethlehem. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is, say it with me, God with us. Now, how can we be defeated if God is for us and God is in us and God is with us? Sounds like to me we're going to be all right. Amen. Hey, I'm just talking about the companionship of the shepherd. It is upsetting. It is confusing. David even mentions there in verse number 4, he even talks about fear, and we are fearful, and there are times of great panic uh, going on. You may be, feel the same yourself, but I just want to remind us, hey, you can not only talk about him, but you can talk to him because he's going to be with us every step of the way. I'd like to say to our precious older folks that are listening right now, and I can only imagine how fearful the times are for you. And I get that. There you are, shut up in your home, and maybe you're a precious widow person right now, and, and uh, you're by yourself. Maybe your children don't live around you. Maybe you don't even have any children. We have some widow folks in our church that don't even have children right now, and, and maybe there's nobody there, nobody around you, but I just want to tell you, maybe sometimes there's, uh, you'd give anything if somebody would come just 
knock on the door. Maybe, maybe just to hear your precious husband walk down the hall again or maybe just to wash his clothes just one more time. Hey, I want to tell you something. You may be by yourself, but you're not alone because we got a good shepherd who promised companionship through the difficulties of life. So we've got the, the shepherd's leadership. We've got the shepherd's companionship. You not only talk about him, you can talk to him. But then number three, we've got the shepherd's fellowship. I want you to look at verse number five and verse number six, and here's what he said. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. How, can you, how, can, how many of us can say tonight, man, our cup's running over? We went out last week probably in the, is it last week I guess was, yeah, last week, and... Uh, I told my wife, I said, I have never seen our cupboard so full as it is right now. I mean, we've got, we bought potatoes. What a terrible time that our freezer went out on us and we lost all of our freezer stuff. But I tell you what, bless your heart, we ain't going to go hungry. I mean, we got a cupboard full. We got potatoes in the basement. I mean, man, we have got stuff now that we've got the freezer all righted up. We've done put stuff back in the freezer again. I'm thinking about planting a row of beans here in the next week or so so the frost can come along and kill them. But I say this, my cup runneth over. And if y'all can say that tonight, my cup's running over. I mean, it is a scary time, but I know one thing. I might die, but I ain't going to starve to death. <laughs> well, you don't have to say amen right there. No way, but uh, my cup's running over. God is going to set the table before us. God is going to anoint our heads with oil. I got to reading about that, anointing our head with oil. One of the things that bothers little, little sheep is flies get all around them. And those flies can, you know, we've heard, we hear people say, man, that's going to drive me crazy. Literally, the flies can get so bad on little sheep that it will literally drive them crazy. So the shepherd will come along and he'll spread this oil all over their head to keep them fry, flies from lighting on that shepherd and from literally driving that shepherd. Aren't you glad we got the, whole, the oil of the Holy Spirit? And boy, the Holy Spirit of God just tells us, I know the flies are buzzing around right now, and I know I get all that. We're tormented and we're upset, but aren't you glad we got the oil of the Holy Spirit right now to say everything is going to be all right? And then he mentions this in verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, all the days of my life. I told you this is about living, friend, not about dying. And then he said, when life is over here, I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David mentions our foes. David mentions our failures. David mentions our future. God's going to take care of it all. We don't have to fret as little sheep. Boy, it's good news, isn't it? I don't know what's going to happen this week. I, I heard all that, that yesterday, you may have heard this too, and they were shutting it down yesterday. Whole nation's going on lockdown. And uh, yesterday, and, uh, or it was to happen yesterday, I've already heard that people said, no, it's going to be this week. This is the week they're going to shut. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's about to happen. But I just know this. God's going to get us through it. We just need to pray. All of us in here have got... That, that have grandchildren or children, have those special moments, you know, in your grandkids' life. Maybe you've got um, 
a, a, a memory of your grandchildren, of something that they've done, and that memory will always be precious. We've all got that. And I don't, I don't want to pull out a long string of pictures here and, and show you my grandbabies. I, I love my grandchildren with all my heart. I've already prayed. I said, Lord, if somebody in our family's got to die, let me go. Please don't take my grandbabies. But my daughter sent me this picture last night. She slipped in there, didn't... This is Silas, and that's his little baby brother laying in the baby bed there. And Silas went in there last night, and didn't she, he didn't know his mama. She was trying to check on the baby. And when she slipped in there, Silas had got down beside of his bed, and he was praying and asking God to protect his little baby brother and take care of his mama and his daddy and take care of his papa and his yaya. And he was just praying. Poor, my, my, my daughter said he was just pouring his heart out to God. And boy, I got to thinking, if a little four-year-old can do that, why can't we do that? Boy, if there's ever been a time that we need to pray, well, we better pray now. But we pray in confidence, knowing that we got a good shepherd that's going to take care of us regardless of what happens. Amen? God is going to get us through this. Let's bow our heads for prayer.